Lowe's knows you'll do it right to find the right gifts for dad this Father's Day. We do it right, too, with deals that'll make dad as proud as his perfectly seared steak and his perfectly manicured lawn. Now get a Charbroil 4-Burner Advantage Series gas grill for just $169 and pick up your choice of Craftsman gas or electric string trimmer for only $99 each. Make this Father's Day his best one yet and do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Charbroil offer valid through 612. Craftsman offer valid through 619 U.S. only. Roto-Grinders presents the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. Bringing you up to the minute industry news. Time for me to tell you about the biggest tournament in the history of Daily Fantasy Sports. Interviews from the biggest names in the industry. The one and only Condia. Head Chopper joins us now to talk about this weekend in Daily Fantasy Football. Now on the podcast, Napster Man. And game analysis to save you time and help you build your bankroll. Both the salary and the matchup are just too good. If you are not playing him in your head-to-head game, you are just going to lose. Here is your host, the one and only, Dan Bach. Dan Bach. Hello, Grinders, and welcome to the Daily Fantasy Fix Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Mango, and here to talk with you about the uh, DFS slate and break things down for you. Uh, we are going to go game by game today, so uh, let's just dive right in and get started talking fantasy draft pricing. Uh, just to say, as always, I uh, use the code Grinders uh, to sign up for fantasy draft. If you haven't, uh, head over there. You know, it's got it's great product, good for NFL. You got some rake free head to heads, and also great for MLB, obviously. So uh, yeah, let's get started though with the slate. It's a pretty good one. Tons of loaded pitching to talk about here. First off, we have Julio Tejeron against. Uh, Gio Gonzalez, the Washington Nationals against Braves. It's an 8.5 uh, run total, and uh, we have Gio Gonzalez up against the Braves. And, man, uh, I Gio's a great play here. Problem is there's a lot of pitching to like on this slate, and the price tag for Gio, I don't know if I'll end up playing him here, but I think Gio is a pretty good option. Problem also is the Braves, they don't strike out a ton, so I think Gio is a nice contrarian option. Uh, he's one of those guys, though, I feel like looking at the slate, he's kind of going to be on the outside looking in for me. But I think if uh, you have strong convictions on him, I definitely think uh, – you can play Gio Gonzalez here in this spot, and I probably wouldn't play any of the Atlanta Braves here. Uh, looking at the uh, Atlanta side or the uh, Washington side of the ball, we get Julio Tehran, and obviously, you know, Julio Tehran is a guy. Which what does he do? Uh, I think by now we all know this. He struggles with lefties, so. Uh, the thing I'm definitely going to focus on is focus on Daniel Murphy. I think he's one of the top plays here at second base. Just a fantastic play on fantasy draft. And, uh, you know, you don't have to obviously play second baseman here, but he's one of the second basemen I would want to play. Uh, it makes sense. Uh, if you're on Team BVP, he's got 9 for 28 for 5 doubles and a, and a homer. So he's uh, looks like he's hit, hit the ball a long way, but, I mean, it's obvious, right? Julio Taylor struggles with lefties, so it just makes sense. Also, don't forget about Trey Turner. Uh, his BVP is 4 for 6. Uh, I don't know if that matters, but I'm like, it's not a huge sample, so I don't really care about that as much. But the key with, uh, the real key with Trey Turner is the stolen base upside, right? Uh, that's exactly, and I mean exactly what happens with him. Like, Teheron struggles to hold on runners. Uh, let's just say Trey Turner is probably going to be gone the second he gets on base. So I love the Trey Turner, Daniel Murphy stack, just doing the two of them. I mean, you can also mix in some other guys, but I think those are my top two plays from this game. So give me Trey Turner, give me Daniel Murphy. I'll load up with them. Uh, moving on to the next one, we have uh, the Philadelphia Phillies and the Miami Marlins. Uh, Nick Pavetta against Dylan Peters. Dylan Peters, young, talented uh, prospect. And then we got Nicholas Pavetta, another young pitcher. And, uh, man, this seems like a game where I don't love the hitters, don't love the pitchers. Uh, I think, like, 
obviously the Miami outfielders all in play. All of them are interesting options. But they're guys that probably I just won't end up playing. It just kind of won't make the cut for me. It's one of those things that I say I'm going to play them and they just don't make it. But if you like them, I understand why, right? Uh, the one thing that has me wanting to play Marlins too is the uh, the ballpark, right? It's in Philadelphia. Great hitters ballpark uh, compared to the ballpark they play in. So maybe I will try and jam them in a little more. Just they're they're a tough out. They're a tough team to roster, uh, the Marlins, for me a lot. But if I can jam in that outfield and I make things work, I definitely like it. And, and the addition of Justin Bohr back definitely helps. Uh, I think, uh, you know, with Justin Bohr being back there, I might tend to roster them a little bit more. It was the lineup was a little more watered down without Boar, but uh, yeah, in this spot, I don't know. Uh, they're kind of one of those teams where I want to play them, and I just don't know if I will be able to. But I like this spot. I don't think it's terrible. Uh, I'm gonna stay away from the Phillies against the Young Peters. I just don't think it makes a a ton of sense. I don't think the Phillies will put up enough runs anyways, and I don't think this is the spot. I guess because it's a lefty, you could play Hoskins, right? Because Hoskins hits everyone, has been crushing everyone, so that makes sense. And maybe Tommy Joseph. Uh, he's another guy that you can go. He hits uh, lefties pretty well, but uh, for me, that's about it. Uh, but Hoskins is a fantastic play. Like if you have, if you, if you can on fantasy draft for 9.3 K infield eligible, man, like Hoskins makes a ton of sense. So if I had to play one Philly, I'm going to play Hoskins for sure. Uh, Let's move on to the next game. We have Dylan Bundy against Joseph Biagini games in Toronto. Uh, We have Bundy who's looked a lot better recently against Toronto. He's a, you know, 17.2 K. I don't think I'll pay that price tag. Like I just think there's other, options that i'd rather look to and we'll talk about there's one coming up here soon that we'll talk about who i like a lot better for only like a, a thousand or so more uh and then be a genie's a guy i don't like i'd rather play these orioles right we have tons of tons of guys in good spots here right like manny machado adam jones trey mancini chris davis they're all interesting options here and man like toronto uh jo- joseph be a genie has not been good recently right uh so i definitely think that this is a uh, really really good opportunity to take advantage of uh of the orioles here right they make sense for a really good stack i think you can uh, mix them in your cash games right that makes sense too just depends where like the price fit the price fits throughout the industry so yeah uh, definitely definitely think it's a good idea to uh look at be a genie here uh, makes a lot of sense uh let's move on to the next game on the slate uh, we have the Cleveland Indians and the Detroit Tigers. So, uh, yeah, the uh, the Cleveland Indians are on a 19-game winning streak. They are just absolutely on fire. It's insane what they are doing. Uh, so, yeah, and it's against Matt Boyd, right? They have a huge run total right now. It's uh, I think it's at 5.60 right now it's currently at. So, yeah, 5.60 uh, definitely seems like a great spot for the Indians. Load up on them, right? And I think every single lot guys in play in tournaments, right? You can play... Um, I think Brandon Geyer is going to get a really good lineup spot. I think even Diaz could get a good lineup spot for like two value guys. You got Lindor. You got Edwin Encarnacion against a lefty. Who doesn't love Edwin Encarnacion against a lefty? You can play Santana. Um, so yeah, uh, this is just a, this is just a spot where load up on Indians and tournaments if they fit your cash games too. It makes sense. And we have uh, Jose Ramirez too, another infielder who, if, obviously on fantasy draft you don't have to play in like you know you don't have to play these infielders. Uh, but on other sites like DraftKings and FanDuel, I think they're got if his price tag is right, you want to uh, probably get exposure to him because he's just been mashing the ball. Uh, so yeah. Love the Indians here. Uh, let's talk about Corey Kluber though against the Tigers. Two point four run total for the Tigers. Like man, the Tigers are one of the worst teams in baseball right now. So this is definitely a spot where you gotta love Corey Kluber. The real question is, uh, do the Indians kind of lay off him? Carrasco uh, didn't you know pitch like the full 
the full length you would think if the Indians get out in front, do they kind of lay off Kluber, only let him go six or seven innings? Uh, it's definitely something to talk about. I don't know if it's like something we need to definitely consider and think is going to happen with all this, all this great pitching on the slate. Do we definitely want to pay this price tag for Kluber? Uh, that's the question. I think you want to. Uh, he definitely seems like the guy. Just the question is, will he get the pitches? Uh, last start he uh, pitched, he had 96 pitches against the White Sox, and a couple starts before he was in like the higher, uh, the high hundreds, but uh, like the hundred and like uh, like 15 area around like that area for the two starts. So. Um, yeah, it's kind of one of those things where I think Kluber ends up being the guy. I'm curious if we can hear about a pitch count or anything like that, or if they like lay off him. But uh, I don't know. I think Kluber ends up being uh, being the guy that you want to have uh, over over Kershaw here in this spot. He's just been honestly at this point in time, he's been the best pitcher in the league. So uh, and he's in a matchup against the Tigers, who are the best matchup in the league. So you have to love him. Let's move on to the next game. Uh, it's the New York Yankees and the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, yeah, fantastic spot here for Sonny Gray. Uh, Sonny Gray is one of my favorite pitchers on this slate. The price tag for 18.6K. Uh, you have to love that. This game, keep in mind, is also played in New York. Uh, and by New York, I mean the Mets Stadium, City Field. More of a pitcher's park. Definitely helps some of those lefties with the power bats. But Sonny Gray is a good ground ball guy. Uh, definitely good at limiting the damage. So, I'm a big fan of him here. Sonny Gray makes a ton of sense. All the K upside here against the Rays. It's just a great spot for him. Rays with a 3.64 implied run total. So yeah, I think Sonny Gray is a good tournament play. I think he's a good cash game play. Definitely consider him on two pitcher sites. One pitcher sites, I don't know if I'll definitely do Sonny Gray. It's a, it's more of a conversation, right? Because I like some of these, you know, obviously I like Corey Kluber and you gotta like Kershaw. So it's definitely one of those things where uh, Gray is in the conversation though, for sure as a cash game and a tournament option uh, all around. He's a fantastic play. So yeah, definitely uh, definitely like him a lot here. Don't like any of the Tampa Bay Rays. I'm not going to play any of them. Look at the other side of the ball, Blake Snell. Blake Snell has struggled, right? Uh, it's not been that great this year. He's been a little better as of recently, but nah, he's not a guy I'm looking to... Uh, to play here against the Yankees. I'll look at some of these righties, right? I'll look at Gary Sanchez, the Starling Castros, uh, Matt Holliday, uh, Aaron Judge. I even don't hate Didi Gregorius because he hits lefties better than people think. And, uh, He'll be contrarian, so I think the Yankees stack is interesting. I just hate the ballpark, right? Uh, not a huge fan of this ballpark, uh, so I don't know. I think you take a couple guys as maybe like a dart throw one-off here and there, like home run upside plays, but that's about it. And like Starling Castro's price tag is pretty appealing across the industry, so uh, depends on the lineup spot for all these guys, so be on the lookout for that. Lineups always obviously matter a ton. Moving on to the next game, we have the Oakland A's and the Boston Red Sox. Uh, yes, yeah, so we have Sean Manaya on the mound against the Red Sox. That's so definitely going to be a pass for me. Manaya has uh, struggled this season. Uh, I, I just don't think this is a good spot against the Red Sox. 5.40 run total. Uh, not going to have any interest in Manaya here. And same with Eduardo Rodriguez. Not exactly the same, but like the A's hit righties a lot better. Uh, or lefties a lot better than righties, and they get a huge park upgrade. Uh, so this big park upgrade is definitely going to help the hitters out. I'm not saying Oakland is going to you know go out here and win someone in GVP for sure. I think Eduardo Rodriguez is going to go out there and throw a, an okay game. Uh, I don't think he's. I don't think Eduardo Rodriguez is winning anyone in GVP today too. I get it. He could with the strikeout upside that Oakland can have, but this is just going to be a spot where like. Uh, and then we take some of these Oakland bats as one-offs because they have some home run upside, right? Uh, Marcus Semien, he can, he's, a, he's a cheaper shortstop that can hit the ball pretty well. Uh, Chad Pinder has been a guy who's been crushing the ball. I think he hit two home runs the other day again. Like, uh, I'll swipe right on him. Uh, even don't hate Jen Lowry in the three-hole. Like, the Chris Davis... 
I actually normally prefer him against righties because he's been crushing them more so this year. But, like, yeah, against the lefty, I still don't hate it. And then Ryan Healy, too. He's been crushing righties most of the year. And Matt Chapman. So Matt Chapman's 4.5K on Fantasy Draft. Uh, 4.5K, guys. That helps you get in a bunch of studs. Like, just uh, some of these A's are interesting. I don't know if I'll definitely stack them. Like, I, I rattled off a bunch of guys I like. So, obviously, it makes sense for possibly a stack. But uh, I think it just depends on your overall construction. And maybe, like, maybe on Fantasy Draft, if you play... Uh, maybe you can play a Corey Kluber with another top tier pitcher and then get an ace stack in there. So that's definitely interesting. Uh, but I think some of these guys are definitely gonna be cash game playable on the A's because of their price tags on fantasy draft. Moving on, we have the Boston Red Sox with a 5.40 run total. And man, they feel like they, whenever they have run totals above five, it just never stinking works. It's so frustrating. Uh, the Red Sox, they just don't seem like they have a lot of, uh, a lot of power. It's like they have to single and double you to death to really get the runs. Uh, looking at the Red Sox side of the ball, though, like, I mean, I have interest in Eduardo Nunez, uh, Pedroia, a little bit of interest in because the price tag is 6.9K. If you want to pay up for Mookie Betts, 10.2 is a good tag. I'm probably not going to play Bogarts here. I know uh, Hanley, he's got an interesting price tag to it, 7.2 on Fantasy Draft. So these price tags are interesting over here on Fantasy Draft for them, especially like Chris Davis, Chris Young, too. He crushes, uh, he crushes left-handed pitching. He'll probably be batting towards the end of the lineup at 6.6K. Just a problem is, is I feel like there's not enough power there for the Red Sox. So, but you definitely have to consider them, right? Because it's one of the higher run totals on the slate at 5.40. It's up there. So uh, they're definitely in the conversation, but they feel like they kind of miss for me just because of some of the other, uh, uh, some of the other offenses that we are going to get to that are pretty good here today. So. Uh, let's move on to the next game. Uh, we have the Pittsburgh Pirates and the uh, Milwaukee Brewers, and I think a really interesting tournament option here is Garrett Cole. I know it's not the best pitching environment for Garrett Cole, but uh, we've seen Garrett Cole thrive against the Brewers this year, and we, you know, the reason why is uh, Garrett Cole has ton of strikeout upside and what do the brewers have strikeout upside so uh it's just a really good uh really good matchup for him uh and again it could go it could go south right it could absolutely fail uh because uh you know the uh the brewers can hit the ball really well and uh it's definitely something to be a little worried about but in the tournament i think you just kind of have to uh you know hold your breath and hope for the best right uh i think garrett cole can really uh really have a lot of upside here that some pitchers might not be able to get at this price tag of 18k on fantasy draft so uh where you can get garrett cole for a nice tag i like him a lot in tournaments uh and i, I think you could make the case for the brewers offense too uh, just because of the upside they have but i would pass on the brewers and you know they couldn't hit the ball all yesterday so maybe this is the best time to get on garrett cole too because we've seen the brewers be a really streak offense so Garrett Cole I think makes a ton of sense in tournaments right now yeah so let's move on and talk about the uh the Pittsburgh Pirates out of the ball they get Brent Suter uh Brent Suter you know is a younger pitcher and I don't know I just think these Pirates righties uh I get it right if you want to play McCutcheon as a one-off for 7.6k I like that and there's some other guys that hit righties well like the Sean Rodriguez's the David Freeze uh you know Starling Marte there's guys who can hit him well uh but I don't know. I get it, right? Good ballpark bump. I talked about how the Pirates would be an interesting contrarian option yesterday, but this is a 15-game slate, and I know they'll go on their own, but I liked how the Pirates would go on their own on more of a uh, on more of a like eight-game slate, and this just doesn't feel like the right slate to go the Pirates, so I'm going to pass on the Pirates here. I can understand maybe going McCutcheon as a one-off just because he's kind of underpriced for the kind of player he is, so that's about it, though, for the, that game. Let's move on to the next one. We have the Texas Rangers and the uh, Seattle Mariners, Marco Gonzalez and Miguel Gonzalez, the battle of the Gonzalez's. Uh, we have an 11.5 run total, 82 degrees out in Texas. I mean, this is just a fantastic game. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll kind of give you the cop-out answer, but I think 
all the bats are in play for the most part. Like, it's just kind of hard not to see these bats uh, all in good spots. Like, uh, I think up and down the order, they're all really interesting plays. I'll just try, kind of try and pick out, like, a couple plays on each side that might be good value plays. Like, Yonder Alonso, if he's batting second against a righty for 7.2K on Fantasy Draft, that's interesting. Uh, Nelson Cruz and Cano are always in play, obviously. Like, those price tags are great where you can get Gene Segura for cheap. Uh, 8.4 can fantasy draft doesn't make sense, but where you can get him cheap, I think you have to have him in the conversation for sure. Uh, so he definitely makes some sense. Looking at the uh, Ranger side of the ball, uh, you know, Shin Chu Chu, obviously, he's a guy I'm always interested in. Like, Elvis Andrews, too. He's going to get a uh, lefty, so he should be able to smash him out of the park. I don't know if Chu will bat second, even against a lefty, though. Uh, I don't hate making making sure he's in your stacks or, you know, throwing into the line of the shields. Got to like Robinson Chirinos for 6.9K on Fantasy Draft. You don't really like to play catchers, though, but he's a guy that has two home run upside. Same with Mike Napoli, 6.9K. Has two home run upside against lefties. He can absolutely smash the ball. So, uh, there's a lot of guys in play here. This is a game all around you have to love. So, uh, just be on the lookout for the lineup and kind of, uh, you know, keep this Seattle and Texas team on your mind when you're building your stacks because there are offenses that you want you want to stack up. There are offenses you want to look for in tournaments to get exposure to. I mean, uh, sorry, not in tournaments, in cash games to get exposure to. So, yeah, this is definitely an offense to consider. Let's move on to the next game. We have the uh, we have the New York Mets and the Chicago Cubs, which uh, pretty interesting to note. So we have Robert Jeselman on the uh, Met on the uh, pitching for the Mets against Jose Quintana, and the Cubs have a five point five zero run total, and the wind is blowing in ten miles an hour. Normally, we don't see a five point five zero run total when winds blowing blowing out or blowing in. So that means Rockman Vegas really does not uh, think Robert Jeselman is good. I mean, I don't think he's great either. But uh, I just trying to kind of stress like. Stress the points of what Vegas is saying based on this game, right? It's pretty crazy to see that run total with uh, with the wind blowing in right that like that. I mean, Jeselman's got a 4.79 Sierra this year against uh, righties, 4.57 against uh, lefties. Uh, he's definitely struggled against K's, uh, like 14.1 K percentage and 15.7 against lefties. Like definitely struggled this year. I think you got to load up on some Cubs here, especially if, like, say the wind direction changes. Maybe, like, uh, that would even be even better, right? If we can get, like, the the wind to change, you never know with that Chicago wind. But if we find out it changes, man, you got to love the Cubs even more. I would, I would just be locking them in then. But, yeah, they're, they're guys you got to consider here, right? If you get Kyle Schwarber batting second for 7.2K, uh, he doesn't care about the wind. Uh, he, either, he either swings and misses or uh, he hits it out of the park, right? He's one of those guys. Kind of got some Joey Gallo uh, tendencies to him a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, if he's going to hit the ball and it's going to travel, he's, it's probably going to go out, right? Gotta love Rizzo and Chris Bryant. If you have the money for him, I would definitely be playing them. And even a guy like an Alex Avila at spots where there's catcher, I think he's an interesting guy to go. If you have to roster a catcher, I would like to get him, especially if you can get him for a cheap uh, salary. That'd be nice. I will pass on all the Mets, especially against Jose Quintana. I think this is a fantastic spot for him. 21.2K with the wind blowing in against an awful Mets lineup. Man, this is a great spot for Quintana. So I think he's in an awesome tournament play that people might uh, overlook. And you could even probably play him in cash. Uh, So he's a good option as well well there so yeah anyways uh so yeah looking at the Padres twins game uh we have uh we have the twins who have a 5.72 run total so yeah um you gotta love them here I think they're just the one of the best plays against Travis Wood right and we talk about uh talk about how they have such a great run total one reason why is uh, you got to get that Brian Dozier exposure Brian Dozier smashes the ball 
uh, against lefties. And uh, yeah, I want to load up on him. I think he's hitting a home run today. Pretty pretty simple. If I can get him in there, I'm going to get him in there. Uh, I think most of these most of these twins are in play, right? I, I love to get Jorge Polanco, Escobar, Buxton. I think they're all in play today. Uh, and obviously Kenny's Vargas too. If I can get him, I like him. And like a cheap catcher too where I need to play catchers. I don't hate doing that if it's Jimenez. Uh, sign me up for them. I think most of the lineup is uh, in play, but Dozier's obviously the top cash play. And if you can mix in some of these other guys, uh, I don't hate it, right? Just to get Twins exposure where they're cheap. Uh, so yeah, Jorge, like Jorge Polanco or Escobar, I know they're cheap on some other sites. Uh, I don't know if I'd play them on Fantasy Draft for sure, but uh, batting third for 7.6K on Fantasy Draft, that seems like a pretty good price tag for a 5.72 run total, right? So yeah, it's a great ballpark too for the Twins. Uh, it's in Minnesota. Better for right-handed power. I mean, this is just a dream spot for a lot of these righties against Travis Wood who is not that great the, the Padres on the opposite side get Kyle Gibson who uh is not not the best but he's definitely been a lot better recently getting a lot of ground balls which is something he's not doesn't normally do in his career but he's been doing it uh I would probably pass on most of the Padres here just seems like a spot to just uh you know move on and not not worry about the Padres here uh if you wanted the game stack it say you went five twins then you wanted three Padres I wouldn't hate it, but I wouldn't probably be uh, in love with it. I'd probably just take some of the power bats that you can find, you know, uh, within the lineup and just hope for the best. But I don't think this is something you should do. But just uh, kind of bringing up the idea of it because uh, that game's got a pretty hot weather environment at 81 degrees and it's a good park for righties. Wouldn't hate if you want, say you wanted to game stack it up and you can make things work. You go like Perella, uh, Salarte or Will Myers or like Jabari Blash. I like kind of mix in like three of those four or even Spangenberg. There's some guys you can do, but uh yeah i don't know talked about the padres too much for one podcast right <laughs> so yeah let's move on to the next game let's talk about the st louis cardinals and uh the cincinnati reds this game is in st louis it's an 8.5 uh implied team total and we have lance lynn against uh robert stevenson and i i uh i love some lance lynn lance lynn's been good to me throughout my uh dfs career so uh i always have interest or at least like kind of like to talk about him because he's just been treating me so well and uh you know the 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 righties in that lineup are you know we're not really gonna be worried about here right because lance lynn with a 24.1 k percentage against righties a 5.8 walk percentage 3.20 sierra where are lance lynn's problems uh they're against lefties with a 5.11 sierra so if you're gonna play anyone uh against lance lynn you play the lefties right and it's joey Votto. but again uh the thing is, if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna play Reds, which you're probably not gonna play Reds for 3.76, uh, for, with a 3.76 run total, and they probably won't blow up Lance Lynn. Uh, I kind of like the idea of playing Lance Lynn here if they put a ton of righties in that lineup because there's only going to be a couple lefties to worry about. All you got to really worry about is uh, Vado, Scooter, Jeanette, and Scott Chebler. And if he can just work his way around them, there's tons of uh, tons of ways to get those guys out and Tucker Barnhart. So if we have, see, four lefties makes it a little more difficult. So kind of thinking out loud here uh i think that lance lynn is interesting let's see the, the cincinnati reds lineup and it depends on his price tag throughout the industry 16 to uh 16.2k i'd probably rather just go up to sunny gray uh on fantasy draft but he's a guy that i think we have to have a conversation about so that's all i kind of wanted to note uh because of how successful he's been against righties and we know he has issues with lefties this year uh so it just depends on what lineup they roll out maybe we get lucky and there's only two lefties in there and obviously Vado's one to be scared of but uh hey if he just hits one solo homer off him and then we can kind of survive uh and uh, get a lot of upside against the righties wouldn't hate that right especially for the price tags where you can find him throughout the industry so let's move on to the next game we got three more games left we have the colorado rockies and the arizona diamondbacks uh it's a nine implied run total uh and it's uh john gray and taiwan walker 
And you'd think this run total would be a little bit higher, but uh, it's not that high. And it's because it's two pitchers that are not bad. They're not like gas cans and they're not aces, right? Like it's kind of like a more of an in-between mark and guys that have shown some upside throughout their career. So I don't know. It feels like a spot where I'm just going to stay away from this game. I uh, you know roof won't be open in Arizona. And I don't know. I just think I'm going to feels like a good stay away spot i know we can see like the funny thing is we can see john gray and taiwan walker blow up so like if you're gonna target one of these pitchers like i would stack the other side like i wouldn't just be like yeah let me take charlie blackman as a one-off against walker i'd be like all right i'm stacking them up and hoping they just blow up and then i just get like terrible bullpen pitchers in there and that's kind of how i would approach this game there's a lot of other hitting environments i've already talked about that i like so uh yeah i think that's kind of the way to approach this game uh wouldn't hate getting some cash exposure to like uh, maybe a David Peralta where he's cheap, right? Because he hits le- uh, righties well. Uh, or if you get like Chris Iannetta and you need to play a catcher and he's batting second, right? I know it's righty-righty, but when you get a catcher batting second, that's also valuable. So uh, yeah, I think that's kind of the way I would approach it though. So let's move on to the next game. We have the Houston Astros and the Los Angeles Angels. And man, Justin Verlander, he has been, uh, he's been pretty good this, uh, not this year, more so uh, in the second half of the year. And uh I know I don't like targeting against that uh, Los Angeles Angels much, but I can't doubt what Justin Verlander has been doing, right? 24K percentage against righties and lefties. Sierra of 3.22 against righties and 3.53 against lefties. Uh, I mean, what Verlander has been doing has been great recently. So uh, I have some interest here, and I think I should. Uh, I think it's one of those. uh, I haven't really targeted Verlander a ton this year. I've jumped on board a little more recently. For 22.4K, it's a tough price tag to swallow when there's other guys I like, so I think he makes an interesting tournament play. Probably wouldn't do it in cash because I think there's other guys I would go. But uh, I, I don't hate it, right? Uh, with the Angels with a 3.87 run total, I know uh, this lineup is a little bit better with uh, with uh, what the Angels have done, and I'm a big fan of what the uh, Angels offense is doing uh, this season. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I Verlander just seems like a strictly a tournament play, and that's it for me. Looking at the other side, we have Garrett Richards. And again, this is in uh, this is in Los Angeles, so it's a you know, better pitcher's environment for sure. Uh, I think I'm going to pass on the Astros. Uh, Garrett Richards, uh, he's uh, Garrett Richards got his first start, I think, last start. Let me pull that up real quick and make sure. It was his first start, I believe, unless I missed one with uh, NFL and all. Uh, let's see. Garrett Richards is at – he had his first uh, – his second start um, – no, first start, sorry. Uh, both were against Oakland, and then he uh, you know, he didn't fare so well against Oakland, obviously, first start back. But I don't know. I think I'm in the camp of let me, like, wait for Garrett Richards to show me something unless he's in a dream matchup. And the, the Astros aren't a dream matchup, right? Uh, run total is pretty low, though, for the Astros. But more surprising than you would think. You would guess it'd be, like, at least 4.5 or above. But now it's at 4.13. So uh, that's the one reason I was like, yeah, let me just, like, uh, think more about Garrett Richards but I don't think uh it's the right play here uh, I'll pass on that and I think this game is just kind of like a stay away uh, for cash and tournaments uh the only thing I would do is just Verlander maybe in tournaments obviously like when I say it's a stay away like uh you can't doubt Mike Trout right like Mike Trout is uh the best hitter in baseball so yeah if you want to play Mike Trout he always goes under own pretty much so if you want to play him I wouldn't hate it uh but yeah uh for the most part I think uh my plan for this game is just to uh, stay away from it so Let's move on to the last game of the slate. We have the Los Angeles Dodgers and the San Francisco Giants. Uh, Clayton Kershaw against Johnny Cueto. Uh, I mean, Clayton Kershaw, we have to love him, right? 4.10 run total for the Dodgers. So it seems like we've got some good support against Cueto. And the Giants have a 2.40. So uh, it's really tough to not play, uh, you know, to not play Johnny uh, or not play Clayton Kershaw here. Question is the pitch count, right? Like, what are we going to get here? Uh, 
I don't know if he's on a pitch count right now. I, you know, looking at it now just to make sure. Uh, I didn't see anything earlier, but I know uh, the start before they didn't. Uh, they did not pitch him, uh, you know, all the way. They definitely took him out. I think it was 75 pitches is what his target was, and he ended up pitching. Um, let me pull that up now. And make sure I know his target was 75, and his pitch count was. Pull it up now. What he ended at. He ended at 86, actually. So, oh, no, that was a San Diego start. Sorry. So, yeah, 86. He obviously got pushed up, but, like, here's the thing, right? And this is kind of the debate on the slate. Uh, we have Corey Kluber um, on the mound, right? And I love him, and I think he's a top guy. Uh, we have Clayton Kershaw on the opposite side. We know the Dodgers are in a great spot against the Giants, who are striking out a lot more with that new uh, lineup that they have uh, with all the young call-ups. But... I think Clayton Kershaw is a is a great play, obviously in tournaments uh, and cash games. Uh, I think Kluber is the better option. Like if you told me to rank them, Kluber Kershaw, I'm gonna go Kluber one. Matchup is just better um, by a little bit, right? I mean Kershaw's in a great matchup, but I feel more secure in the pitch count, right? Because we know how Dave Roberts is. Uh, manager pulls a lot of uh, you know pulls his pitchers way too early and whatnot, and they might be a lot more cautious with Kershaw because he got hurt and he's just like you know kind of working his way back and just trying to get into shape where he's uh, ready for the postseason. So I worry about Kershaw. Kershaw's uh, pitch count a little bit and just getting pulled maybe an inning early, right? It could easily happen, right? He could be on the cusp right at like 89, where he would normally just go another inning. But they might say after 89 pitches in the sixth inning, hey, uh, we'll take you out, Clayton. Uh, we have a nice uh, 5 nothing lead. Let's just uh, call it a day and let our bullpen do the rest of the work. So I do worry about that with him. So uh, I think he's a great cash option. I think he's a great tournament option here. It's a great matchup all around. So you have to like Kershaw. Got to look at the opposite side. Uh, Johnny Cueto. Uh, I think we have to have interest in some of these Dodgers bats. Uh, Corey Seager, he actually uh, hit the ball well finally yesterday, so maybe he starts uh, getting into a groove here. If you want to, if you really want to play the Dodgers, don't hate going the uh, you know the two through five, right? A Seager, Turner, Bellinger, and Grandal. Uh, again, it's not something I'm in love with, uh, but I don't think it's a terrible option. The game's in San Francisco. It's one of the best pitchers park, so uh, probably not the best idea to stack it up. More so if you if the glass guy fits a one off, I think it makes some sense. And if there's a guy's underpriced on a site and he fits the last spot as a one off uh, homer option, I don't hate it. But uh, you know, not the best uh, pit, not the best uh, park to target hitters with. So. That's about it for the slate, guys, though. Uh, I will finish this off with my uh, favorite thing to do, the stack of the day segment. This is where we talk about uh, what team I will stack up uh, on, a, on a bunch of my teams and uh, kind of think it's the the team is in the best uh, hitting spot. So uh, looking at this slate as a whole, uh, I think the best spot is the Minnesota Twins for stacking up. Um if you look at this team, man, they've been hitting the ball well on the past month. You get Brian Dozier, who's a guy I'm absolutely going to love. Might have some ownership. wonder if people will definitely pay the price tag for him or if they'll pay for other people. Again, it's a 15-game slate. Don't think you really have to worry about the ownership as much. But uh, there's some like just not sexy options that cost a lot that people won't pay for, right? Jorge Polanco, 7.6K. I mean, that's not a bad price tag. But then we get Eduardo Escobar, 8.4K. People don't want to pay for him. Byron Buxton, 8.4K. Eddie Rosario, 5.8K. And then we had Kenny's Vargas for 5.7. For super cheap, just like 
guys that people won't want to play pay those price tags for and i absolutely love it uh, i think uh, the twins are an interesting option today they are going to end up being my stack of the day so uh, again, thanks a lot for joining me, guys, for the uh, you know daily fantasy fix podcast. Filling in for Dan Bach, uh, appreciate him uh, letting me jump on, and hope he's uh, all safe there out in uh, Florida and uh, ready to. He'll be ready to be back to you tomorrow. At least that's what I was told. And uh, if not, uh, I'm sure I'll be back again then. But I think he'll be back and ready to, ready to go tomorrow. So. Uh, I'll uh, check in with him and uh, ask him about that make sure. But, uh, again, uh, thanks a lot for joining us, guys. Uh, really appreciate it having you on. If you have any questions about the slate, feel free to uh, message me on Twitter at Travis Mangone. It's T-R-A-V-I-S-M-A-N-G-O-N-E. Thanks a lot. And uh, for uh, me, I am out. Peace out, guys. It's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And now, an ad from Dad. All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's what, man. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations.